All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ready or Not. Today, we're going to talk about our lives as being a servant. Let's get into it. All right, guys, welcome back to another lively day in the uh, podcast room. Got Mr. Josephus Rodehever over here. Hey, guys. And you want to introduce our guest? <laughs> oh, my beautiful wife is sitting next to me, and her name is Felicia. And, uh, oh, man, married eight years. You want to say? Hi, everybody. Hey. I'll go, hey, just like my husband did. Oh, man. I just try to lighten it up a yes, little bit. Married I love eight it. years. Eight years. How many kids? We've got two boys. Dos boys. Nice. Yep. yep. Elliot and Owen, six and three. It's wild. Six and three would be wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I grew up with all sisters. My wife grew up with all sisters. Oh, my goodness. And now we have, now she's in a house full of boys. So it's awesome. <laughs> I got it's a nice men. change. There's just old men and young men, but there's just men. Just men. Yeah. No. <laughs> just, future, Come on, son. It's the future men of America. No, um, no I, I got it. No joke. Your guys' wedding, I loved, got getting to be at and officiate, uh, but was my favorite wedding I've ever been at as a pastor person, like ever. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, I could probably guess why. But looking back, I still like, man, I loved getting to be there on that day. I don't know if the feelings are reciprocated. Don't need to go there. Well, I, I um, love being there that day. <laughs> you love being there that Which day? Is, I, mean, I was, I was getting so married funny, to my best friend. So. What's so funny about that is that there was a camera set up and it was supposed to be recording the whole service. I've never seen it, and I don't remember a word you said, but people said it was the best service they've ever been to, too. So, I mean... And there's no recording? There's no recording. Uh, I saw the camera. <laughs> it's in pictures, actually. The camera is in our pictures. Yeah, I, I don't remember no anything footage. you said. Sorry. No, I, no, I, I literally they remember were vowels zero. that I, <laughs> I was <laughs> were agreeing to. <laughs> you don't... Yeah, you're up there, and you don't remember anything except just repeat after me. I lost in her eyes, man. Uh, <laughs> So, Felicia, is Joe like Jesus to you? Oh, every day. No, just, yeah. <laughs> I remember we walked up to uh, a good friend of my wife's. He's a pastor up in like Santa Barbara area. I think we were married for like, less than a year. He's like, hey, what's up? His hand is gigantic. This guy's just huge. He's tall. And his hands like swallowed mine up. I feel like I was a five-year-old kid standing in his shadow. <laughs> He's like, hey, how's it going? Are you loving your bride like Christ loves the church? I'm like, ah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, you're huge. <laughs> um, but ever since then, I can't get it out of my mind. Like, you're supposed to love your wife as Christ loved the church, right? Yeah. And kind of feeding into the whole topic of the day, serving, uh, Jesus came lowering himself beneath the angels and even, honestly, beneath most of us and becoming the servant of all. Yep. Uh, and so I want to talk about just our lives as servants, right? And I mean the word servants, but when you guys just hear that phrase, what comes to your mind when you hear servants, servantology? Uh, well, I mean, Jesus comes to mind first, but it's just uh, really when I think about serving and being a servant is, is oh man, I, I'm, I, I could be doing better, I guess. That's what comes to mind uh, is, is I could be serving better uh, because it really is, dying to self. Um, and especially, man, like <laughs> you, you just brought up being a servant to my wife as yeah, a husband. I know, we hit this ground running. Oh, you did. <laughs> uh, uh, and that I'm supposed to love her and be a servant to her, to serve her as Christ serves the church and loves the church. And, um, um, obviously I fall short, but it's, it's, 
it's uh, convicting for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And I think too, when we think about servant, we think like in our terms nowadays, it's like, I'm going to go serve my community or serve my family or my church. And it's like a short time. Yep. I'm going to give some of my time. But we don't often think of like a servant was somebody, it was like their life. They were mm. a servant all the time, Your not identity. just yeah, here's an hour. On the practical <laughs> sense, like occupationally, when you think of servant, like what occupation, whether that's past or present, comes to mind? Occupationally, like a servant, what comes yeah, to mind? I mean, they are, they are servant. Yeah, I mean, they, the people that are constantly uh, <laughs> not living for themselves, I guess, is like the biggest sure. thing. But like an actual occupation, I don't know, what would you say? I don't know. I think about people who like watch other people's kids or serve at a restaurant. Yep. I mean, that I've never done. I don't know that I could do <laughs> serving people and sometimes without even a thank you, you know? It's, yep. it's hard as an occupation, getting, that's your job. Yep. Yeah, I've never been anywhere fancy enough to have like a butler open the door when you ring the doorbell. But like that dude's there to just answer someone else's door. Like no one came to see him. (laughs) No one came to see him. They came to see the owner of the house. (laughs) And his whole job is to like let you in and let you out and hold your coat. I never thought of that. Uh, Like, oh, I'm not here to see you. The valet guy that like would take your car at a nice restaurant. Like, Mm -hmm. dude, I'm not here for you. I'm here for the food. I'm here for whatever. But like, just take my car and go do the frustrating part Mm -hmm. for me, you know? Mm Um, there, there's all these places in life where these these almost uh, unseen people, uh, very little recognition. I think waiters and waitresses is probably a good example. And it's funny, you went test of character. You know, we're getting off topic already, but watch how people treat their waiter and waitress. Totally. Like, yep. You are my servant. Like, you will do what I say for this hour. Like, I'm not rich enough to have a, a live-in maid, but you will, you will wait on me hand and foot yep. for the next hour. Um, it's sad to, to see that attitude coming from the Lord of the moment, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and that's what's crazy. Even Jesus says, don't be like the world. Mm-hmm. They love to lord over people is the word he uses. Rather, the greatest of all ought to be the servant of all. Mm-hmm. And we just we live in a completely different system of values and uh, priorities as kingdom people, right? As God's people, we live according to God's standards. And he's like, man, the best thing you could do is not own the mansion and have a butler. It's to be the butler. Yeah. No way. Um, well, just something that Felicia and I talk about actually a lot. And it, it really, when someone says this, uh, like it, it's a huge indicator for both of us. And we're here is like, I deserve something mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I deserve uh, this, this promotion or I deserve uh, this car. Or I, you know, I worked very hard and I deserve all these things. And I just think, oh, and that's so counter to being a, a servant. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. like we deserve uh, hell and death. Yep. <laughs> like that's what we deserve. So yeah, it's not that you can, that you're not supposed to have a car or something, but right. it's a, a new car or whatever, or a promotion. But And there's something to like what you were saying about like saying, I deserve it. When you are giving a service or whatever, you're getting it for a wage, you know, and I get that. But what about serving and getting nothing? Yep. You know, it's like a whole different ballgame because then what do you, do you deserve something? Are you serving to get something in return? Like what does it really mean to be a servant yep. and get nothing? Well, that's the heart. And for a moment, maybe we can talk about, you know, when you look in the mirror or if you had to like do a self-portrait and, you know, paint, paint a picture of yourself, assuming you were a halfway decent artist, like 
would you give yourself, you know, slightly different muscles? Like, would you <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Yourself, yeah, you know, um, people would change things about their their facial attributes. They would make themselves taller or shorter. And if we had to describe, you know, write out a list of your your character qualities, how would you describe yourself? Would servant be on the list? Like, I am just a servant. I I do things that no one else wants to do. And I do things I don't even necessarily like to do. Um, I don't think that's natural for anyone. Yeah. I mean, even the most godly people, they got to where they are as being a godly person. They did not start there. Uh, we were all rather selfish and and self-deserving in our own mind, yeah. as you guys put it. Um, so I don't know, just that mindset. Uh you guys, have, I would imagine, have grown over the years of being just a normal, sinful, selfish person, <laughs> and we're still being all refined, right? The refiner's yeah. fire and the glory of it. Um, but what's that journey been like for you guys? And I'm assuming you're still on. You're not perfected yet. But of going from like, yep, my life's kind of about me, to I'm willing to be super inconvenienced and uncomfortable for the betterment of other people getting nothing in return. Just the experience of that or what that's been like. I mean, you've been walking with the Lord for a while. Yeah, it's, 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 the Lord is, I remember you telling me this, and like when I was thinking about um, kids, like, you know, you have four kids and I had two kids. I was like, I was having, but when I only had one, I was like, man, I don't know how you do it with four kids. And you're like, the Lord prepares you. The Lord walks you through it. And the Lord has done that in, in both of our lives, I think in all of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. And he's gentle about it the way he does it. He doesn't just throw you into the deep end <laughs> Uh, I mean, he could, and maybe he does, and maybe that's what you need. But uh, for us, for me specifically, it was even the examples in my life with my dad serving and, and going on mission trips and seeing that from afar and then seeing, um, and, and then just even when he asked, um, when I started serving in the church and just doing simple tasks, it's simple things that I was happy to do, but that's because that's all where I was at in life. The Lord opened up those doors for me to do. And he then starts to, through those experiences, starts to change and, and mold your mindset into that serving and what that even really looks like, I think. Sure. But uh, he presents opportunities all the time to serve. I think you just got to be f obedient to walk in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think even for myself, I think I grew up with a family that served within the home. My mom served people a lot but never within the church. I never thought even twice about like my Sunday school teacher that they were just giving their time. They were just there every week. So I was like, yeah, this is, this is how I know you. Yeah. Never realizing like that these people were giving up their free time to teach me about God's word or any anything like that. I just never, never even dawned on me that I, when I got to even of age that like I should jump in or I should do something. It just was not even a thought. Um, I mean, I would help my friends and do the normal things, but yeah. it was never like go out of your way like, and try. servant-like. Yes, like servant, you know, like you're going to get nothing. You're going to give of yourself and expect nothing in return. Yep. Uh, and so it wasn't until I got like probably like early 20s that I was like, maybe I'll start serving at church. And I signed up and I was like, wow, all of these people, I was shocked at how many people serve. What made you sign up? Like what? You know, the crazy thing is my mom, she would always serve within our home. And I, I didn't know it was serving because it was something I grew up with. Like she'd always watch people's kids or she would make dinner for people. Like she would always do things like that. And so I was used to that. But she started serving at church. 
And when she started serving, she would be in the nursery. And it was like the weirdest thing because we'd all come to church and she would stay. And we'd be like, what are you doing? We're going, we're all going home. Now we have to find different rides home. Like, this is so weird. <laughs> Why are you staying? Uh, but after seeing, like, I remember I stayed a couple of times with her and, wow, this looks kind of fun. Like, I maybe could do this, you know? And I even signed up to do something in children's ministry and ended up doing something completely different. I wanted to be in the nursery and then they put me in like third grade or whatever. And I was like, I can't do this. But... God equips you, you know, yep. you can't, but with him, you can serve him. It's the craziest thing, but it was such a big uh, turning point in my life. Yep. Lessons I knew, things I knew became so much real when I had to actually teach it. So it know? just sort of happened. It, yeah. Well, sort it was of. taking I mean, steps. It was intentional, yes. but it was, it was yes. just like it, it over time became clear yes. and you just stepped into it. I don't know if it was like that for you, Joe. I know when I met Rochelle and her family, um, very, I was brand new believer, baby, baby, baby believer. But there's a point where like, hey, you should take the call. I was like, hey, okay. <laughs> like, like, totally oblivious to what even that meant. Um, and after that, my wife-to-be was like, oh, you should help in junior high ministry. I was like, oh, okay. Like, no clue. I remember they let me run the computer uh, and do yep. the slides yep. for worship. And they let me do it one Sunday and never again because nice. I didn't know the name. I've had the wrong words up at the wrong time every time. And I was like, I don't know. I was the worst, worst youth leader ever for like a full year. <laughs> uh, but I was there. Yeah. And someone just nonchalantly like, hey, you should do this. I'm like, hey, okay. It wasn't this like the, the skies opened up and God's voice was like, David, I'm calling you into youth ministry. It was just this suggestion that seemed good, and let's go. Yeah, I know for me it's something very similar, and it was it was after coming to the Lord and, and developing that relationship with Him where, where I was like really taking my walk seriously with Him very early on, and it was a prompting, right, that like, ah, I should start serving somewhere. I have no idea where, and so I... I remember my friends saying something similar, like you should serve in high school ministry. So I was like, I have nowhere else to go or nothing else popping in my head. So I'll just step out. And it was a, uh, I did have to step out in faith because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't have any idea of what I was doing. And I remember in high school ministry, I literally just opened up the door for high schoolers to come in and out for like two years. So it's like what I, my job was. Like yeah. you're the door guy. I was the butler. <laughs> Yay, all right. <laughs> for high school ministry. Uh, but I learned and grew so much in that. And I think it was it was just the act of being obedient to the Lord mm. that really w- what the Lord was using. It wasn't the fact that you had to be were great at the computer, yep. right? Nope. <laughs> or, yeah, they kicked me out of the ministry. Just yeah. took me away from the computer for a couple of years. And I think that's something we we sometimes lose sight of, of, of that, like, one, the Lord, oh, I'm, I'm not equipped. The Lord can't use me. You know, I'm not capable. Um, or or the, the other side of that coin is, like, I have so much to offer. I'm too, too above opening up that door for two years. Uh, the thing is, the Lord doesn't need us, period. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't need any of us. Like, he can, he, he'll find someone else. Uh, it's really, it's that, that he's, he's working in us. It's, 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 uh, it's, um, a privilege that we get to serve. Well, right? if you've never served before, you really won't get what I'm about to say. Like, so snooze, you lose. You don't know what I'm about to describe. My apologies. You can, you can taste and see that the Lord is good in the area of serving, but until you take a bite, like it just won't make sense. But the blessing that comes and you don't do it for the blessing, but my goodness, the blessing that comes 
from that directness with God while serving or the relationships that flow out of serving are incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys know who Mike McIntosh is, a uh, wonderful, funny kind of guy, uh, been around Calvary Chapel yep. for a long time. I remember he's an older gentleman, and I say that with the greatest respect. Uh, we were at a retreat years ago, and he was looking at a bunch of college age, you know, 20-somethings, and he said, God's, God's got a call in your life, and if you don't answer it, I will. <laughs> uh, and he's like, so don't you let, you know, some old guy take your calling. Yep. And it was just this like, oh, man. God has a calling on everybody's life. And and like you just said, God's going to fill the gap with somebody. Yeah. It's like saying like, well, if you don't take the Disneyland ticket, someone will. Like, But someone's going to get to go. And someone's going to experience being used by the Holy Spirit, getting to minister to God's people, even if it is just being the, the butler, uh, it is being the servant. Um, but I'm curious what you guys see. And you've been around the church at a serving capacity. How long ago did you first get involved for like the first time? How many years has it been? I think it's been 15 or 16 years for me. Oh man. All right. Yeah. Well, I remember in junior high going in, they had like a junior high worship band and I didn't, I'm not a musician. I didn't play an instrument. So I was the guy doing soundboard. Oh, in nice. That's high. an instrument. It's just, <laughs> I guess they're like, Hey, you get to turn this knob. <laughs> That's what you get to do. <laughs> uh, but really when, when I the Lord was like, I was 21, so I don't know, 15 years, 16 years. Nice. Okay. Maybe. So Longer. You, you've got <laughs> you've got some mileage on your serving yeah. experiences. That means both you've experienced it and you've watched other people uh, do it longer than you. You've watched new people come into it. You've seen a different generation grow up mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. discover it. What do you think some of the hurdles are today for people getting involved in in church and serving and being here for more than just a Bible study. I think people get caught up in their own gifts and their own talents. They Mm. think, you know, I'm good at this and there's not a position for me on the worship team if I'm a singer or there's not this or that. When really like, when you just jump in, God, he like, he does the rest because even for myself, I mean, I came in and I wanted to serve in the nursery because that's where my mom was and I wanted to be safe and I was scared to branch out. But I had, I put on my application that I sang and I played guitar. So they moved me upstairs to the third and fourth okay. graders to lead worship, which was terrifying. Uh, but I was like, okay, I can do this. I prepped. And when I got there to practice, it was just to attract. There was no singing. There was n- there was no guitar needed. It was to attract. And I just danced and did hand motions and lip sync, saying uh, the songs. Um, and it was so like, okay, this is not, this isn't my gifts or talents. Like, am I in the right place? And just seeing how God completely blessed that and gave me such a desire to teach kids worship this way, you yep. know? And so, and and then it moves on to other things. I think but you just, over time, over time you do other things. You saw the application of your gifts and talents over time. Yeah. It I'm wasn't, guessing, I don't know. I think it just wasn't so much just about my talents. It was just about God putting me in, in a position and then equipping me, you know, because literally I didn't sing at all and I didn't play guitar at all. But the heart of worship was so much more what I was, I was learning. I was learning the heart of worship, you know, what it truly meant to worship God and then to teach kids yep. that heart of worship. So it was like, whoa, those talents don't even really matter right now. Like God's blowing my mind and I'm going to do it his way, you yep. know? And so I think people get caught up in, I should be serving in this place. So and they've I made be, up their mind and I should be as doing to this. what they should be doing. I mean, that's, that's huge. I think that's great insight. Uh, scary. <laughs> 
But if the reason someone's not serving is because they've made up their mind how they're going to fit into the body, it's like, well, Scripture says that the Holy Spirit and Jesus plug you in as they see fit, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think another reason, uh, another hurdle is um, if the Lord has brought you to a church and you're just like, and you see all the faults in it. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Uh, that's a, I see a lot of critique going on and people thinking that either they can do it better or that, and, you know, it's one thing to go, I don't agree doctrinally with, with this church. And maybe the Lord has you going to a different church or this isn't your home church. But if the Lord's brought you to be at this church, you're called to be a part of the body of Christ. That's great, yep. And you're not supposed to just critique it. <laughs> like, you're you're called to be a part of it. And so uh, sometimes it's like, I don't like the way this ministry is ran. I don't like the way they do this or whatever it is. And they just kind of sit on the, the outside and, and go uh, and complain. Uh, and instead of just going, you know what, like, I'm going to... and. And then I guess you can go on the other side of that is like try to go in and try to change everything. It's like you just got to be willing. Like a willing servant doesn't a servant doesn't tell the master yeah, what to do. Yeah, butler's <laughs> not telling like the owner what color to paint the house. Yeah, like like you need to put this door in. <laughs> no, and that's a great point. I mean, I love what you guys are bringing up. And I remember Pastor Jack saying a million years ago, we used to have all those fake plants in the church in the hallways. <laughs> uh, man, yeah. if you can find some old pictures, they're they're worth a minute. <laughs> But, you know, people would come in and there was a lady that's like, would complain, like, there's a lot of dust on the leaves. Yep. And be like, oh, then I guess God showed you that you're supposed to be the duster. Yep. You know, when he, if you see the area of fault or lacking, like, oh, praise the Lord, you saw the gap. You're the one to <laughs> fill it. Like, you win. Uh, well, it, it brings the point. So many people, I, I think a lot of people um, come into church thinking that they're trying to get something from the church mm-hmm. and that the church is there to serve them. Um, which is not how the body of Christ works. I mean, I mean, it is. It goes both ways. We serve each other, right? Uh, but this isn't, uh, you know, there. It's not a. It's not a restaurant where you get to sit down and, and order off the meal right. and, and and get served. You yeah, know? you know, by God's grace, I've never had to look for a church. I've never had to church shop. Uh, completely oblivious to what that term even would have meant. I've followed Rochelle in here and her family, <laughs> and it's been uh, April will be twenty years Whoa. that I've been wow. here. It's crazy. Uh, but that being said, you know, a lot of people will be like, well, I, I'm going to check out a different church or I'm going to go to different churches and start shopping around. Like, that's fine. You got to find home church. Um, but what are you going to judge it on? Like, what is the the critique? Yep. Is it the style of worship? Is it how funny the pastor is or how true the pastor is? Um, and I think one of the things that should be on that scorecard if you're trying to find a good church, how hard is it to get involved? If there's just nowhere for you to get involved and you just, you, every time you try, there's just, you're getting stiff armed, like either you're in deep sin and God's telling you no, which probably is not the case, uh, or it's not the right church. But I wonder if we value serving so much that it would be on a list of credentials in looking for a good church. Like, yeah. Will they let me participate in the yeah. work of God? Am I supposed to be like it? The church is a is is living, right? It's it's this organism that the Lord has created, and it's diverse, and it's an amazing thing, right? Not just this church that we go to, but the church in general. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the the Lord has a place for us in it, and we're supposed to, we're not just supposed to be spectators, you know, sitting on the outside. We're supposed to be actively involved um, and serving. I think, and, and you got to go in there asking the Lord. Um, willing and, and, and humbling yourself before the Lord and saying, Lord, I don't, you know, what do you want? <laughs> and he is faithful to move you where he wants. Yep. 
uh, just start somewhere. Just yeah. start. Just, just be start. obedient and walk in, and it takes a step of faith, you know? Yep. So, I mean, these are awesome. I don't know if there's any other things that come to mind as hurdles or barriers to serving. Uh, for me, one of them comes to just the sheer inconvenience of it. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's just it's just not actually convenient to be at church an extra two hours because uh, you got to be there before service starts, probably hang out a little bit after, or at least until you, you know, hand it off to the next person. It's inconvenient. Um yeah, you don't get paid for it either. But, so. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but the fact, you know, biblically, just because it's in, inconvenient is irrelevant. Like, yeah. we're servants. We lay our lives down. This is what Jesus did. He said, I am the good shepherd who lays his life down for the sheep. And we don't have to die for anybody. That's been handled. Uh, but we are to come alongside and assist people in their growth and the equipping of the brethren uh, in the maturing of new and young believers. Like, all this different stuff. And having that like convenience thing is so selfish. Um, now, if it's you know if you have a a single mom who's raising three kids and working two jobs, and then you you roast her for like you're not serving, like you wanted to drop her kids off for the seventh day in a row, and like, <laughs> dude, cut her some slack. Yeah. But if you're 23, working a job, and maybe even taking a couple online classes, and then goofing off all the time. Why on earth are you not building people up and building up the church? Well, and I know just from my own experience, right, of serving and what the Lord has allowed me to experience through it and the journeys he's taken me on from going, traveling across the world to to the friendships that I've built, the relationships to meeting my wife, right, right. Yep. through serving in the church and all of those things. And now being a little bit older and having my kids and and having to serve in a different capacity than I did when I was single. And there's such a, uh, I miss, I, there's so many aspects of it that I miss being able to just be free and not have uh, responsibilities or, 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 you know, I got my kids that I have, I have other responsibilities now than it's just me, yep. you know? So it's like, I can't just go, sorry, kids. I can't just leave for a month and, and go do whatever. <laughs> not yet. You know, they'll, not leave, yet. they'll leave you. Then you can leave again. Right. Never. Um, oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> but it's, you know, serving isn't convenient. It's not supposed to be convenient. And if you, if you are looking convenient, you're not, that's, well, that's not what we're supposed to do. It's not, it's not our life. Well, and that's the whole point of not to be you know, cliche, but ready or not, the whole terminology, when I think it's Timothy who's told like, hey, be ready in season or out of season. It means, literally the phrase means whether it's convenient or inconvenient, whether it's expected or unexpected, mm. be a servant, be involved, be pouring yourself into something bigger than who you are, into more people than just yourself. Uh, it, it's huge. Well, let me ask you this. Can you yep. be a servant or can you be serving but not be out of church serving. So that's the whole mindset thing, right? Because I think there are some people who serve at church, but they are not servant-minded. They go home and they are not servant-minded. They right. go to work, they go to they they serve here, and then they go to the restaurant and treat the waitress like garbage. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we need to be servant-minded, which should cause us to serve anyone and our neighbors. I mean, I'm humbled. Every Monday, I don't know how he does it, but our neighbor is an elderly gentleman, and he, I don't know if he listens for the trash truck or what. But I haven't taken in our trash cans in a long no time because wow. I so get awesome. there and he rolls into our gate, and I was like, "What on earth?" 
this guy's just got that heart to like help his neighbors. He yeah. mows his neighbor's lawn. He takes in my trash cans. <laughs> like it's, uh, so yes, you can be a servant without serving at a church. Absolutely. And in fact, I would say it's, it's almost more important to be because like you seasons change. You may mm-hmm. not be able to be as involved at one point, but our heart and mind shouldn't shift. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, using that as a reason not to serve, uh, I think is a weak excuse if someone has the ability and the the life season to serve and just doesn't because they's like, well, you don't have to serve at church to be a servant. Like, okay, I agree with you, but you could and you're not. Mm-hmm. It's a waste. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm too heavy. No, I think that's all that. good. It's important because if you can't, I think when you start serving, uh, let's say in, in a church, you start to learn that denying of yourself. You know what I mean? And it overflows in other areas of your life because I believe like the Lord blesses you when you serve. Like it is, you think you're going to go and bless God by being a servant, but you can't outgive God. You just can't. Absolutely. It, you can't. And so when you start serving in your church or your community or whatever, wherever you're serving and you feel that blessing, you know, you're like, it feels so good, Lord, to just serve you. Then it moves you right back to wanting to worship him and moves you to action to want to serve. It's like a full cycle. You know, yeah. you just continue the on momentum this. momentum. Yes. And down the mountain. that flows into your life at home. That yeah. flows into your friendships. Uh, when you're at home, you realize like, man, I should really be like serving my parents. Like they shouldn't have to ask me to do this thing. And you just, it's slowly, it's, but it's a constant denying of self. And when you practice that, it becomes easier to do, Yep. you know? Yeah. And I think there's that weird illusion like, well, everyone involved, you know, if you're not involved and you're watching that they all want to be there all the time and without being overly dramatic about it, like there are days where people at church that are serving don't emotionally and mentally want to be there. Absolutely. They would like, no, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) They'd like to leave after service with Mm -hmm. all their friends and go to breakfast, but they can't because they committed to being a greeter or the parking or children's or something like that's not every day. It's not a thing of misery, but there are don't there are moments where it is an absolute sacrifice and discipline to put yourself dead last, mm-hmm. which is something we should go through, and it refines us. We're to crucify the flesh. Um, well, and I think about you know we're uh, with Jesus in the upper room, right, with the the eleven disciple uh, eleven apostles, right, disciples, and he's he's there washing their feet. Judas too, uh, actually. Judas actually Judas too. Judas uh, and he he washes their feet and then is serving them and being an example of what they're supposed to do and he says uh he's like this is like I'm I'm showing you how to love one another so that you can be an example so people will know that you're my disciples. And we're supposed to wash our our brothers and sisters feet so that's an example to the world, right? And and that's the church is actually an easy way to serve, right? That's that's a safe place that we should be serving. And then like as Felicia was saying, it it really encouraged me to start that to serve others outside of the church, right? E- even in that, like in like to our neighbors yep. around us and 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 just in general. Just and um but I, I think serving in the church, sometimes it's easier to start serving in the church than it is outside of it. Um but uh yeah. No, and it's true. And that's part of the overflow thing. I think you guys were talking about a minute ago. I think about when Isaac, right, was like, all right, I'm ready to get married. And uh, his father's servant goes out to find him a wife. And dude, I don't know 
how this guy became so wise, if Isaac's dad was super like on point or what. But he's like, okay. And he starts praying, Lord, I'm going to find Isaac the best wife ever. <laughs> and if I'm going to do that, I need to know what to look for. So I think serving's pretty high up on the list. Someone who knows how to be selfless is probably going to make a pretty good spouse. And he's you're right. He's prays like, oh, Lord, may someone come out and offer me water. And all, the story goes on and on and on. And what happens? Rebecca comes out and offers him water and then waters all the camels, which would have been, I, someone did the math on how many gallons a camel can drink times how many camels they had. It's just a ridiculous. <laughs> it probably took like two hours to water all the camels. They're just dipping in the well, drawing out the jar, pouring it over and over and over again. And like, yeah, sometimes serving is hard. And sometimes, you know, it's labor intensive. And sometimes it requires selflessness. When you'd love to put your feet up, you got to draw yep. more water out of the well. Like, um, but oh my, you look at the life that Rebecca inherited from that point forward it was just tremendous yep. because she was a servant uh, amongst, you know, other things. Well, and I've seen that in, in our, we, I mean, I think we've all seen that in our own lives where it was just me opening up the door, you know, to, for, for two years to the high school room or just serving, just yep. basic serving to them being used by the Lord in a, in, in multiple different capacities throughout, you know, the last decade. Yep. And just watching the Lord take me, you know, take me by the hand step by step and serve in different ways and experiences to to where I'm I'm now on a podcast talking like <laughs> for who knows what. But it's like this is just the the Lord, the Lord like we need to serve. It's 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 part of the spiritual growth, it's part of spiritual maturity, it's part of being sanctified, is serving. And you just kind of submit under the Lord and let him do that. And I think that's a beautiful thing with with Isaac and um Anyways. Yep. Uh, We'll kind of begin to wrap this up. Uh, I don't know if you have any closing thoughts that you want to share. Something that I would just share is when we serve the Lord, it's always important to serve Him with those open hands to allow God to take you wherever, having your hands open as though like, hey, Lord, put whatever you want here, take whatever you want away. It's not about me. It's not about... It's about you, Lord. And so oftentimes we find something that we're doing and we find our identity in that thing. Like I'm going to serve this way or I'm, you know, we, we set our mind to this one thing instead of asking God, like, do whatever you want. I'll be a tool, whatever part of the body you want me to be. If I want to be the foot today, Lord, you let me be the foot today, That's right. whatever it is. But serving him open handedly is, is a way of saying, God, you can give me whatever you want, and you can take away whatever you want. And oftentimes God will just put more in your hands yes. and and he'll take things away to put more there. You know, there are oftentimes he'll move you to a different ministry. I think Joe was opening doors and then now he's over here on this podcast. But you think <laughs> about God, he can take you and, and do anything with you. Like he has a plan for you. Yep. You are a piece in the body. Like jump in and get involved because you're going to be so incredibly blessed. And then Keep your hands open for God to put whatever he wants in there. Don't close them because then your fingerprints get on there. You don't want yeah. that. Well, you don't need any of that on that there. That possessiveness within ministry is mm-hmm. so just ugly. And I don't know where it came from, but I remember, uh, gosh, the first year I did junior high ministry, and it did that pastor junior high ministry for 10 years. I remember the first year the Lord was like, just so you know, that's not your desk. This is not your office. Yeah. And this is not your ministry. This is the junior high pastor's desk, junior high pastor's office, and junior high pastor's ministry. You just get to sit in that seat for a while. 
but you're going to get up and walk out and someone else is going to sit in it and it's going to be their turn to kind of fly the ship, but it's still not there. And it, it was just awesome. Yep. Knowing like, this is not my responsibility to make work. Yep. Right. It's just my responsibility to invest into mm-hmm. God's going to have to make it work. Right. And whoever's listening, whatever you guys are doing right now, I just want to really challenge you. If you are involved, uh, encourage other people to get involved. I, I I think sometimes we forget to keep fishing for men or encouraging our brethren to to come alongside. So look for those newer, younger believers. For myself, it was someone saying, hey, you should get involved in junior high. I was like, hey, okay. <laughs> uh, and we need to do that. All the more is the day of Christ is approaching. Uh, and then the other one, if you guys haven't been involved and you're just like, well, I'm not sure what I'm good at, or I, I'm not good enough to, like, well, forget about what you can't do. There is something you can do. Yep. Start yep. there. Yep. Do it for the Lord, not for people. Do everything heartily as unto the Lord and not unto man. Right. And don't, 3, 23. don't listen to those lies. Don't listen to your feelings or your emotions. Just be obedient. Put one foot in front of the next and sign up somewhere. Just start. Yep. So... I will try to love my wife like Christ loves the church <laughs> yes. and like Me how too. Joe loves Felicia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Lord, help us. Yes. Um, but, man, prayerfully, whatever church you guys are going to, be part of it. Don't just attend it. So until next time, we will see you guys later. God yeah. bless you. Bye.